All right, if you'll take your Bible and open to Psalm 55, and also in the book of Galatians. Uh, as you can see, uh, Brother Justin is not here. Uh, the person that replaced him is a little bit taller than he is, and uh, he'll probably listen to the podcast of this, and so i got to get my little dig in on him uh, for something. But anyway, uh, do pray for them. Uh, they're off in Washington State. Pray that uh, as they travel back, everything will be safe, and they'll be able to accomplish what uh, they needed to accomplish. Usually I would start out uh, when I'm teaching or even preaching, uh, I would say, yeah, the thing I usually do is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the principal, I'm, I'm a teacher, and, uh, you know, I'm used to teaching kids, but I can't say that anymore because my replacement is sitting right over there. And so... Uh, it's just what it is. So, all right. Uh, I think, and I think Pastor Brooks would agree, that uh, every man in our church ought to be able to at least one time teach a Sunday school lesson or maybe do a, a devotional. You say, well, why is that? You know, I can't talk to people and this and that, and that's the small part uh, there's a difficulty, at least for me, in finding out, you know, what the Lord wants you to bring. Uh, when you're teaching a book or you're preaching through a book, you know exactly where you're going because you're going down through those verses. And if you're not, if you're a flunky like me and a fill-in, then, uh, you know, you just say, Lord, what do you want me to preach, or what do you want me to teach? Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of tough for me, I guess. But uh, anyway, early in the week, the Lord impressed upon me a certain subject. And I said, Lord, are you sure? Now, I know you guys have never done that in your life. The Lord tells you to do something, and yes, Lord, and you jump right in there. Well, I'm sorry, I'm... Not to that point yet, but uh, I said, Lord, are you sure? And, you know, so I began to study. And then when Wednesday came along, I said, okay, Lord, I know why you told me to look at this subject. So, turn to Psalms 55, and you can also put your finger in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, but we'll be in Psalm 55. What am I going to talk about? Burdens. Burdens. B-U-R-D-E-N-S. Burdens. <laughs> Kaylee, I know it's an old habit, it really is. Kaylee's sitting there going, yep, Mr. Brock's teaching because I would always in chapel spell out the words for the little guys so they could write them down and get merits. Old habits are hard to break. So Burdens. Do you have them? Do you have burdens? And what do you do with them? Those are a couple of questions that you can think about as we're going through this. You see, David in this chapter is asking to 
Lord to deal with some of his enemies who were causing him pain and trouble and anguish. And he asked for the Lord to judge them. And he asked for some pretty severe judgment. And, uh, but in verse 16, he turns his thought where they need to be. And that is the Lord. Look at verse 16. As for me, I will call upon God, but the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. I don't know about you, but whenever I run across scripture songs in the scripture, instead of reading it, I start singing it. I won't bore you with my voice this morning singing it. Verse 18, he hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords." person he's talking about right there is Ahithophel, and I didn't want to get into that, but he was a close friend for David. And uh, if you want to look that up and study it, that's all right. Ahithophel, verse 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction, Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their lives, but I will trust in thee. Live out half their days. Why I put lives there, I don't know. Anyway, he emphasized there in verse 16 that he was going to call upon the Lord evening and morning at noon. But in verse 22, he gets to the point. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to kind of dissect a little bit this verse. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast. Look at that first word, cast. For some of you sportsmen, you immediately... Think of a fishing rod where you take that rod and you cast that line out, hoping that you'll trick the fish into biting the lure that you have. And, you know, if you're a good enough fisherman, you get one of those little throw nets, Brett, you know, and he doesn't do this, I don't think, and you throw it out and it goes down and, you know, there's just many connotations that you think of when you think of the word cast. Strong says that it has the definition of to throw out, down, or away, to cast forth. This is where I believe we as believers begin to have problems. We don't know how to cast as we should. Not the fishing rod, but cast our burdens. That's what the verse says. Well, what do you mean? 
Well, in the Middle East, uh, if you had a large burden, physical burden, a load, maybe it was, you know, grain or something, a lot of times uh, you would carry it, but sometimes you would put that on a donkey. And you would have that donkey or maybe a camel, we'll talk about a donkey, uh, to bear that burden for you. The only problem is we sometimes, you know, we put that burden on that donkey and, you know, you're walking down the road and you come around the corner and you might see that person that put that load on that donkey. He has the donkey on his back who's carrying the load. You see, we don't cast away our burdens upon the Lord. We say, yep, Lord, here you go. Here's this burden. And then we go a few days or weeks or whatever, and then all of a sudden we pick that donkey up. It's got that burden on it. And we still have that. And don't worry, brother, it was me, you know. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm sitting there going through everything that I need to do, and I'm so glad that it was me and not you. Oh, let's see. This, no, let's see. Sound, yeah. Uh, It was a harmonica sound, so, you know, it wasn't too bad. Uh, If it could be some people's sounds, you know, it, anyway. But, where am I? You know, like I said, we just don't know where to cast, how to cast that burden. We need to throw it away. Not, you know, to be done and forgotten or whatever, but we need to throw it away. And you'll see here in a minute. Look at the next word. It says, thy. I think you and I can understand what the basic meaning of this word is. It means me. And it means you and you and you and you and everybody in the group. Not as a group collectively, but individually. Individually. You see, uh, it's a personal burden. Strong's, when I looked at this word, I said, yeah, this is going to say, you know, you or me or whatever. And you know what Strong said that was? It says, what is given? And I went, huh? What do you mean, what is given? You see, the Lord knows our burdens. And many of them he has given to us. And, uh, you know, he knows exactly uh, what he's doing. Immediately we say, I can't handle this. And you know, I say, you're right. You cannot handle it by yourself. You might be able to hang in there for a while. But sooner or later, you won't be able to handle it. But if we cast that burden on the Lord, we can We can handle it. Burden. It says, cast thy burden. What is a burden? Well, Webster says, 
or one of the definitions is that which a person often dwells upon. Think for a minute. What am I dwelling on this morning? Remember my question at the start? Do you have burdens? What is a burden? What do you do with it? Well, it might be something physical. It might be a health issue that you're uh, faced with. It might even be a mental burden. As I was reading through some of the uh, messages or, you know, descriptions or whatever, or commentaries you want, whatever you want to call them, uh, one person made it very, very practical. And they were talking about how, uh, you know, uh, other people have burdens. And, and it talked about if you see somebody out in the workforce, you know, he was saying, you need to, you know, pray for them. Realize they're carrying a burden. And some of you are, are out in the workplace working among people uh, that are lost. They're not saved. I, I had the privilege of many, many years of working in a situation where uh, people around me, for the most part, were saved. You are saved, aren't you, Tyler? Okay, all right. Uh, had to keep you laughing to get your attention. Some, I, I have that smooth, calm little voice that if I keep talking, you're going to sit here and go. And I can tell that you're there because the eyes elevate, you know, the head elevates a little bit. So I have to try to keep telling jokes to keep you awake. But, you know, some of you are out there in the world and, and you know, besides the hardness of your job or the difficulty of your job, you know, there's that person that could care less that you're a Christian and, and they say whatever they want to say and they do whatever they want to do. And it can be a burden. It can be a burden to you. You might even have a family burden. Something that's happening in your family might be a burden. I gave one or two little examples, you know, but I, I could give other examples. But I think you know what you're burdened with. I think you know what burdens you're dwelling upon that are causing you maybe sometimes doubt. Maybe to say, Lord, I, I can't do this. I can't get through this. But yet, you know what they are. And you just have to think. He says, cast thy burden upon the Lord. This phrase tells us where we need to cast that burden. Nope. It's not on me. Hey, Brother Brock, I got this burden. You know, I, let me give you this burden of mine. No, it's not for me. It's not your best friend. Uh, because you know what? Myself or your best friend uh, may forget about it. But you need to take that burden and cast it upon the Lord. Cast it upon the Lord. He also says that he shall sustain thee. 
Ah, let me back up. I'm getting too much in a hurry. Why do we need to cast it upon the Lord? Like I said, because that person, me, your best friend or whatever, cannot, they cannot help you as you need to be helped. The Lord has the strength and the Lord has resources, more resources than any other person. He's the one that you need to cast that on upon the Lord. It says, he shall sustain thee. It's, notice he says, he shall sustain. Not maybe sustain. He said, he shall sustain. Notice it's not could be he's going to sustain you. He said, he shall sustain you. Not might be. He says, he shall sustain you. What does that phrase mean? To maintain or to make provision or to provide sustenance. You see, the Lord has the power to sustain us for whatever your burden might be. It cannot be too large for him not to be able to sustain us. It can't be too large. He can sustain you. It cannot be too small or insignificant, you might think, for him not to sustain you. He has. You know, I think many times that, and I hope so, but personal testimonies help to encourage other people. People like to hear that you had a burden or you had a problem and the Lord got you through it. Because that gives them the assurance that they too can have the Lord's help and make it through. But I've learned how the Lord can sustain you over these past two years. If you're visiting, uh, first part of 2020, I found out that I had cancer. Shortly after that, my wife, we found out she has cancer. And mine was taken care of. Praise the Lord, it's not there, not coming back. My wife's is one that just continues on, but although uh, she is in remission, she is in remission, and we're just praising the Lord for that. And uh, if anybody, you know, has a family member that works uh, for uh, Monument Health, I'm not knocking your family member, okay? <laughs> but this is the first time that my wife had to go into the hospital that the doctor actually called the cancer center and they conferred. And I went, wow, that's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. So uh, if you want to know who the doctor is, although you may not ever get him or you might get him, I'll tell you who he is. He is a good doctor. And uh, we're just so excited. But like I said, I've known and I have realized the sustaining power that the Lord has to give you and he can get you through. You might think, I, I just can't go, I can't do this. I can't get through this. You can 
with the Lord's help, with the Lord's help. And, uh, you know, people might have saw me and, and uh, yeah, my heart was racing on Wednesday, but I sat there knowing that the Lord was in control and that he could sustain, and he has. He says, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And all I put there was, we have an anchor that is sure. We have an anchor that's steadfast, and it is anchored. So the Lord can make sure that you will never be moved if you do what he says in the first part of that verse cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee you say all right I see that that's good that's great but wait a minute you said Galatians chapter 6 go ahead and turn over there Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and verse 2. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, resource such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Wait a minute, Brother Brock. You said you're supposed to put those burdens on the Lord. Yes, you are. Well, what does Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 say? Bear ye one another's burdens. Well, I thought that myself. I said, Lord, how, you know, I know that everything is, you know, perfect according to your will. How in the world am I going to tell everybody? Well, the word burdens is used only three times in the New Testament. I went, wow. Three times. And the first two times are not the same, do not have the same meaning as here in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Those other two times have the idea of it being that burden being a task, something to be accomplished. But this one time in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, it means a weight, something that is loaded upon someone, okay? How does this verse compare to the verse in Psalms? In Psalms, we were to cast our burdens, cast them upon the Lord. But in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, it says we are to bear one another's burden. The word here, bear, means to lift or to sustain. So, let's get into it. You see, when that passage says, bear ye one another's burdens, uh, a writer said, the focus isn't on expect others to bear your burdens. He said that is self-focused and always leads to pride, frustration, discouragement, and depression. See, a lot of times we'll have a burden and we'll look at people and say, I have this great burden. You know, uh, it's just, 
It's there, and I want you to have it. Instead, God wants us, you and I, to be others-focused. And he says, bear one another's burdens. You see, he says for us, as we're going throughout our Christian life, to be aware that other people have burdens. Now, some people are just exactly like me. Everything looks okie-dokie, hunky-dory. Everything looks just fine. Uh, And then it's not just so fine because there's a burden in there. But then there's sometimes people, they'll have a burden, and all you have to do is look at them. And you can tell that they have a burden. I was sitting there uh, Sunday evening and uh, the Lord just went thump and he said, burdens. Because Brother Justin had asked me to teach Sunday school that same Sunday morning, right after Sunday school. And I'm going, oh, what in the world am I going to teach? And the Lord went thump and he said, burdens. And that's when I said, you know, like I said, to start the, you know, the, the lesson. Really, Lord? But yeah, I came away from that service Sunday evening and my heart was saying, you know, there are people that have burdens. But a lot of times, I can't tell they have burdens, but sometimes I can. Like I said, when we get to the point and our focus is only upon us, we... Uh, you know, expect others to look at our burdens and to bear them, that causes us to be self-focused. And the Lord says, nope, don't do that. Bear ye one another's burdens. Look out around you and see who has a burden. I'm not saying, you know, just to go and sit there, but Wednesday afternoon as I was sitting there waiting to go back and see my wife, uh, there in the emergency room, I was sitting there talking to somebody. This lady was just pouring out her, her heart, burden that she had, you know. And so you don't have to go very far and you don't have to talk very long to people and they'll let you know if they have a burden. We need to be others focused. Look at the last part of that verse. He says, Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. As we bear other, one another's burdens, we are fulfilling the simple law of Christ. In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. The Lord says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my my disciples if you have love one for another. You see, in the book of Galatians, uh, Paul was battling these legalists. They were saying, you need to have the law. And Christ. You need to have a law and Christ. Of course, Paul was, you know, telling them, nope, that's not it. You need Christ. 
the law was a schoolmaster that brought you to Christ, that taught you about Christ, why you needed Christ. But you don't need to have that law to, you know, have salvation. So Paul in this verse, he says, all right, legalist, if you're really concerned about the law, here's a law right here. And he said, it's the law of Christ. He said, do you want to fulfill the law? Great. Here's the law for you to fulfill. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What will keep us from bearing one another's burdens and fulfilling the law of Christ? Look at verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. You see, that first part says, if a man think himself to be something, what does it mean there? It's pride. See, when we think we're something and our burden's more important than your burden, we're being prideful. We really are. Another writer said, when he was talking about that, he said, pride... Uh, doesn't necessarily say I'm better than you are. Pride simply says I'm more important than you are, so I deserve more of my own attention and love than you do. Instead, biblical humility tells us I, I'm nothing, but you're something. Let me care about your burdens and needs. How can we do this? How can we do this? Well, first of all, we can pray for that brother or sister that has a burden. You may see it. You may even hear about it. But we need to go to the Lord in prayer for that person. You need to ask the Lord, help them to see how they can cast that burden on him. But we need to pray for that person that has that burden. You might even be able to physically help that person. Whatever that burden might be, you might be able to help. Use judgment, of course, because I might have foolishly went out and bought a Maserati and say, Tyler, can you help bear my burden? I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. Uh, in his wisdom, he'd say, Dad, you're dumb. Man. You don't need that Maserati. Uh, although he would like to have it if, you know, it was anyway. If it was a gift to him. You, you have, of course, to be wise. But if it's something you can physically help with, then do that. It might be just mow the grass. For somebody that needs grass mowed, maybe they're up in years. and You know, just... Whatever a burden might be, you need to go to them. And if you can help, then you help. Last thing I put, and my time is just about almost to the minute. I think they ring the buzzer at 1040, so I'm somewhere to that point. The last thing which every single one of us can do easily effectively, you're going, well, what is it? Simply be a listener. 
Many times, folks just need for you to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, I, I, I really, you know, I understand, you know. They need a listening ear. I put down, don't be a spreader, but be a listener. That's a whole num- whole nother sermon, the whole number message. Uh, if they say, yeah, tell your friends, like, like my friend in Florida, we went and visited him. We worked together many, many moons ago. He was assistant to the pastor. He was assistant pastor. I was assistant to the pastor, you know, and, and he, after the pastor in that church passed away, he took over the church, and, and he texted me the other day. He said, hey, brother, pray for me. He said, I tripped on a, a pallet. He works at a rural king. Anybody know what a rural king is? Ah, there you go. It's uh, runnings on steroids. But anyway, you know, uh, he says I worked for them. He said I tripped on a pallet. He said I hadn't been able to go back to work, and and I'm going to have x-rays. And uh, if you knew his history, he was in, been in like two or three accidents. Remember, he lives in Florida, you know. While we were down there, I saw a, a car go from four lanes across. He went from the outside to that outside, and it was probably from here uh, to Mrs. Lining was the amount of space I gave, and I didn't pull up. And, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the turn your turn signal on. He was like this, and I'm sitting there going, you know, South Dakota, you don't see 400 people. Ah, there you go. I talked long enough. But anyway, my friend in Florida, uh, you know, he said, pray for me, and, and I did, and I said, I'll tell some other folks that I know to pray, and uh, he's preaching this morning, so apparently it wasn't as bad, but I'm sure he appreciated the prayers. Uh, be a listener. How can we help those that have burdens? Pray for them. We might be able to physically help them, and simply be a listening ear. Like I said, if they tell you to share it, then you can do that, but be a listening ear. And remembering here and pray for him. I hope this helped someone this morning. It was what I needed to hear. So much that Stephanie, she didn't, she didn't understand. She didn't know what I was preaching on or teaching on. She said, Dad, you just need to take it to the Lord. And I said, okay, Stephanie, yeah, you're preaching to me. You hadn't even seen my notes, you know. So, uh, but I needed this. So hopefully it's been a help. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Lord, we just praise you and thank you that when we have burdens, Lord, we can cast them on you, knowing that you're going to sustain us, knowing that you will get us through whatever it might be. And Lord, help us to bear one another's burdens. When we see someone that has a burden, may we pray for them, help them if we can. Just ask you now to just bless the service to follow. I ask that Pastor Brooks just have your anointing. May you be able to give the word, and Lord, if one needs to be saved, that they'll hear and get that settled before they leave. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.